thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Inspired Optimist with your host, Dr. Jacinta DiPrinzio, inspiring you to create a life that is healthy, bright, and full of life. Hi guys and welcome to today's episode of the Inspired Optimist podcast. I'm your host Jacinta. Tune in today as I discuss how you can design your life, create clarity around your vision and action your goals without the panic attack. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hi guys, Dr. J here, the Inspired Optimist, and welcome to 2018. Now I know that we're in our third week, but I'm a little bit slow off the ranks this year. Um, I actually did a workshop in December or November last year all about goal setting and creating a vision for your life called Your Inspired Year 2018. And one of the comments that I got um, about that workshop was that it has taken a lot of anxiety out of actioning some goals that might um, seem a little bit out of your comfort zone or a little bit of a stretch. So I thought that I would actually share some of those strategies with you on a podcast today um, because I'm noticing in practice a lot of people are having some false starts. So obviously in December, a lot of us spend time setting some goals and thinking about what we're wanting to do. And then come January, we have all these great intentions to action those things. But when we actually go to do so, a couple of things get in the way. And sometimes it's because we're not actually clear on what we're doing or we haven't set a goal that's um, very clear. Another reason is because our own head gets in the way. So some of our limiting beliefs um, start to happen and we start to have things like self-doubt. And another reason also is because we've actually chosen a goal that maybe it isn't really true for us. Maybe it's a goal that you think you might want because society tells you that you should want that. But when you actually go to action, you realize that hmm, this, this might actually not be for you. So this is what I wanted to go over um, today, just to give you guys a little bit of clarity and take the panic attack out of actually um, starting to action a goal and put you back on track and get you motiva- motivated again. So Really, I like to start off with looking at um, where your values lie, because if you don't know where your values lie, then we tend to try and create a life around something that isn't actually true to us. And it ends up meaning that we end up in five years time being in a place that doesn't really make us happy because the things that we're doing aren't actually one of our values. So a value is essentially something that you um, that gives you happiness, that gives you fulfillment and that you prioritize your time over. So for example, an example of value is family, uh, health, appearance, comfort, stability, uh, work, career. These are all examples of values. And when we live true to our values, this is when we have a life that gives us true fulfillment and a life that we, you always hear these people that say, I wake out of bed, wake up out of bed every day and I'm, I'm excited, I'm ready to go. Because they've de- designed a life around their values. So every day they're really truly living that. One thing that people often get stuck on is they don't actually know their values or they think they know their values based on, again, 
what they believe their values should be rather than what they actually are. So I've learned over the years from my mentors such as Dean Martini and Lawrence Tam some really great strategies to actually figuring out what your values might be. And really it comes down to asking yourself um, some hard questions. So it's a good idea to actually uh, sit down with a pen and paper, maybe somewhere quiet, find your happy place. For me, that's the beach. And think about um, asking yourself these questions. So where do you spend most of your money on? So your extra money, what do you spend your money on? How do you spend your extra time? Um, What is an example of your best memory? All All these questions can actually help guide you into a direction of where your values might lie. So for example, Um, When I did this last year, I was looking at um, where I spend most of my extra money. So that is obviously after bills, et cetera. And I realized a lot of my money was going into self-development. So I thought that because obviously being a chiropractor and holistic lifestyle coach, that what really should be one of my, my highest values, so my number one value is health. However, when I looked at where I was spending most of my extra time, where I was spending most of my extra energy, and even what I was looking up on the internet, it all came back to developing myself and getting better and bigger rather than, rather than health, which was a little bit of a shock to me. Um, health comes at about number five in my value system, so it's still quite high. Um, however, yeah, personal development and growth was was my number one. And then to my shock and horror, what I realized is that family comes second to my personal development and growth because I realized that I would happily um, forfeit someone's birthday or um, a family dinner to actually go to a conference about self-development. So those are some ways that you can you can start to think about what your values might be as to what what you prioritize in your life and where you're spending all of your extra time. And then when you have that nice and clear, you can actually work on moving on to see um, what you can do in your life to actually align your life with those values and essentially create and design your life around something that you really, really enjoy. The second thing that we should be thinking about here is whether or not we have any limiting beliefs that are holding us back from our truest potential. Now, from the ages of zero to seven, most of our beliefs about how we view the world are formed. And it's all based around our experience at this time. Often, it's our experience with our family unit and our home life that really lends to shape these beliefs. Now, a limiting belief is essentially a belief that you feel and believe is true. However, it is something that is holding you back from your truest potential. And it's usually something negative. So some common limiting beliefs are, I don't have enough money. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'm not important enough. I don't have motivation. um, All of these things. 
And there are essentially things that we say to ourselves that stop us in our tracks when moving forward towards a goal of some aspect. And usually these are the beliefs that swirl around in our head when we go to action something and then we feel anxiety around it. And it's, and it's this time, which is a really golden opportunity to actually think about what our beliefs, limiting beliefs might be. Because if you go to action something that you want to do, and then you get that feeling in your gut of unease, pay attention to what you're saying to yourself in between your ears. It's usually around something to do with um, not being good enough or that, um, you know, who are you to, to do this thing, yeah? Um, however, these are the things that are really, really holding us back. So it's very interesting when you start thinking about your limiting beliefs. And this has been a journey for myself over the last couple of years. I grew up in um, a family unit, which was very, very career orientated, very focused on achieving um, in, in the career realm. And I, I ended up associating making money with stress and lack of freedom. Now, one of my highest value. So my top, my number three value is actually freedom. The ability to be spontaneous and not be held down by commitments essentially. And I realized that I actually decided in my mind that if I make, if I'm making a lot of money, it means that I am working too hard and therefore not having a free and easygoing life and will essentially have a life of stress. And I realize that that is, that is limiting. That is a limiting belief. And to be honest, it's not true. The good news is, is that when you can actually identify these beliefs, you can choose to either act on them or not. So this is still a working progress for me. And it's interesting because when I was growing up, I swore black and blue that I would never be a business owner, um, that I would, you know, not, n- not even to the point of wanting to purchase a house because I viewed that, um, that as like a trap because of my experience when I was younger, which is ridiculous. It's simply not true. So when you can identify those limiting beliefs, you actually set yourself free from your own mind and can turn up to any situation without the baggage of the past weighing you down. If you're having a hard time actually knowing what still what your limiting beliefs might be, you can actually ask yourself these questions. So number one, why do you think that you have not manifested your goal already? Number two, when you think of your goal, what emotions do you feel? Are they positive or are they negative? Number three, what are your main fears about achieving a goal? Number four, how or in what way would you and your life be different if this goal was achieved? And number five, are you comfortable with all the above changes or do any of those changes feel uncomfortable to you? And if so, which ones and why? So now that you have played around with identifying some of your limiting beliefs and where your values lie, we can actually work on having a bit of a play also around um, our potential futures. So this is a time um, not to get too bogged down in our heads and just to have some fun with it. So a really great idea to do here is make three columns on a piece of paper 
and then write down in the first column all your all the ways that your life could turn out in five years time so include things like where you're working where you're living who you're with um, how much money you're making what is your health like what do you look like all these things and completely paint a picture in this scenario and then once you have a really really clear vision of one way that your life could turn out in five years time Then you can move on to the second column and then complete that all over again. And in this column, you're actually making a completely new scenario that's a possibility for five years time. And then once you have completed that scenario, you can then move on to the third one. And then again, create a completely new scenario, a different scenario as to how your life could turn out in five years time. Take a lot of time to fill those things out. And then once you've essentially word vomited or mind vomited um, onto a page, you can then start with a clear page and then then write down what you actually want in five years' time. When doing this, you might notice a couple of things. So when you have created those three columns, you might have realized that one column looks something like um, what you think that you should do. Another column might look something like um, what you truly really want or what you believe that you do want but maybe don't actually want. And then numbers and then another column uh, might just be a mix mash mix and match of all of them. When you're doing a fourth one, this is an opportunity because you've gotten all of your thoughts out on paper already to actually really think about, okay, well, do I want that life that is um, the one where I'm, where I'm living in the bush and um, I don't have a job, but I'm living off the land? Or do I actually want that life where um, I'm a businesswoman or, or man and I have the house and I have the kids? Or do I want something that actually um, is the best of both of those worlds, for example? Then once that is clear, you can start to write down in a bit more clarity what, what vision you could have in five years' time. And again, we want to be very, very specific with this. We want to be talking about have you got family? Are you by yourself? Do you have a partner? If you have a partner, what does that partner look like? What do they do? Um, if you have a house, where are you living? Is it two-story? Is it one-story? Does it have a pool? Are you on land? Um, are you living where you're living now? Are you in a different country? Have you traveled the world? Where have you gone? Have you stayed at home? Do you have kids? How many? So these are all things very, very specifically that we want to want to write down because the more specific you can get, the more clarity around creating a goal from that we can achieve. Because after you've written down a bit of a mind map of what you would like your reality to look like in five years time, then you can actually select a goal from that reality. So for example, if in five years time, you would like to have come third in the Hawaiian marathon, then you can, you know, and that you need some goals around actually starting to do some running. So for example, if you're not a runner, but you have a vision in five years time that you're going to come third in that marathon, then you better start running. And a goal that you can actually create from that is that, okay, well, this year I'm going to have a goal that I'm going to complete my 
my first half marathon um, and do it without without walking. So you might do it with a bit of a jog or something, a 21K. And that essentially, um, you can then pick three of your top goals from that reality. So usually picking one that has to do with career, one that has to do with health, and one that has to do with your personal life is a really great way to start actioning some things and moving towards this vision. So now that we have our vision of, for example, coming third in that Hawaiian marathon and we have our goal that we want to complete this year at 21K without running, without stopping, now we can think about some possible projects that we can do to help us achieve the goal of that half marathon. So a project is essentially a something that you need to complete to get you closer towards that goal. So for example, if you have a goal of that 21K, a a project is that, okay, well, I'm going to run three times a week with a running buddy for the next two months. Or another project could be I'm going to um, run in the local fun, my 5K local fun run, and I want to come first in that. So these are examples of different projects. So now for every goal, remember we have chosen a goal for our career. We've chosen a goal for things like our health or our personal life. Um, We then want to list all the possible projects that you can do to help that goal come to life. And then once you have thought about some possible projects, we can then choose one project to start fleshing out and working on. So for example, again, so that we're following, our vision is that we want to um, come third in the Hawaiian marathon. Our goal is that we're going to do a 21K um, this year And our project is that we want to run a 5K marathon in our local fun run. So now we're actually going to flesh out exactly how we're going to accomplish that project and then eventually get some action steps in place so that it's very, very easy for us to move in the right direction. What we're wanting to do here is grab that project and flesh out exactly what the results might be of that to make it a success. So for example, in that 5K fun run, the result is that we want to make sure that we run it under one hour or we want to make sure that we're not stopping in that fun run or that we want to come first in the fun run. So these are all very specific results that we're after for that project. And then once you're very, very clear about that, We can work on filling out a column with some obstacles that could get in our way in achieving that. So for example, some obstacles could be, well, I'm not fit. Another obstacle could be, um, I, my right knee is playing up and is injured. Or another obstacle could be, I know that I'm not going to be motivated to do this. So once we have written all of the obstacles out on a piece of paper, then we can look at some possible strategies to overcome these obstacles. So for example, if we know that we're not going to be motivated to do this, then one strategy that we can think of is, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get a running buddy or I'm going to get a running coach. 
Another obstacle is, say, for example, you know, you've hurt that knee is, okay, well, I'm going to um, go to see a physiotherapist or a chiropractor like me to get it sorted out and to, to get it looked at. So now that what you can see is that we have a whole bunch of different strategies to overcome these obstacles. And remember, in these obstacles can be some of your limiting beliefs as well. So we can think of some strategies to overcome that limiting belief. Now that we have some strategies in place, we can then get into the real nitty gritty of some action steps to make sure those strategies come to life. So again, if we're looking at um, that we're not going to be motivated to get started with running and so we want a running coach, an action step could be as simple as Google running coaches in my local area and ring one of them. It is as simple as that because once you have all of your obstacles in place and all of the ways and strategies that you can overcome them and then have formulated an action, a whole action list, then when you're crossing off those actions, you are getting closer and closer and closer to work towards the project and then closer towards towards your goal, and then eventually closer towards your vision. And I think the very best thing about essentially having this to-do list in front of you is that it completely takes the anxiety out of it. Because looking at things to do such as Google a fitness coach, ask my friend to be my running bunny, all these things, they're, they're not stressful. They're just little steps in the right direction. And it's those little steps that are done day in and day out, month after month and year after year, that moves us into the direction of creating a really beautiful life for ourselves in five years' time, 10 years' time. And then our legacy eventually is what we leave behind and this beautiful life that we've created and that we're, what we're remembered for. So it's really, really important that, um, that you have that action list and that you actually action them. I know, crazy, right? But the work is in your hands and you essentially have to do the thing to make it happen. A really great way, um, another strategy to get these things going is to when you have your action list, get three different colored highlighters and highlight the things first that are urgent but not important. So these are things that are time sensitive or they have consequences if you don't do them. However, they don't really move you into the direction of where you want to go necessarily. So for example, these are things like paying paying your water bill or your energy bill or paying your rent. If you don't do them, there's going to be consequences for that. However, by paying your rent, it doesn't massively move you towards a goal, but it still, it still needs to be done. The second highlighted color that you want to use for your to-do list is essentially highlighting the things that are important but not urgent. These are the things that are your bread and butter. These are the things that need to be done to allow you to move in the right direction because it's, we're, often, we're often crowded in our day with the things that are urgent but not important and we don't leave ourselves time to do the things that are very important but not urgent. 
And that is why we create the same year, day in, year in and year out over time and where essentially we don't move forward. So making sure that at least once a day or at the very minimum, a couple of times a week, making sure that you're crossing off something on your to-do list that is in the important but not urgent pile. And then what you might find that is left over um, for your third color of things that aren't important and aren't urgent. So these are essentially um, your fun things that you do. So your socializing aspects or your time wasters. So things like Netflix. Yep. We all have those in our lives and it's absolutely fine. But just making sure that we're crossing off those things that are important but not urgent that are going to allow us to move into the right direction. So just a recap on all of that, because it is a little bit of a process and you can get lost along the way. However, it is quite simple. What we're doing first is we're thinking about where we could be in five years time. And that's our vision. From that vision, we're taking three goals that will allow us to get to that point. From those goals, we're wanting to think about one possible project that we can do to help us to move further towards that goal. So a project is something that, you know, might take anywhere from three to 12 weeks or so. Then from that project, you're looking at breaking down the results of of what would make that project a success. So for example, um, going back to that fun run what I want to do, I want to come first or I want to do it all without stopping. Yep. Then we're looking at the obstacles that are we're going to foresee are going to get in our way to actually um, make that project a reality. Some possible strategies to overcome those obstacles. And then from the strategies, we're looking at chunking down the very next step which essentially forms our to-do list. And then we're highlighting them, highlighting the things and making sure that we're doing week in, week out, the things that are important, but not urgent. And this, if if done consistently, I promise you, will get you closer and closer towards a designed life and one that you love to be existing in. If this is helpful for you, or you feel like someone else needs to hear this information, please share this podcast with them. And of course, I would love it if you were to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. Any questions, let me know in the comments. This is Jacinta, the Inspired Optimist. Have a beautiful day and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.